Hello, and thank you for joining again on the Coral Yoga Podcast. On today's episode, I have my good friend Taylor Russ here with me, and we're going to be talking a little bit about how we're doing during quarantine, what we're doing during quarantine, um, Taylor's experience growing up in choirs, and uh, some different things about our experiences with yoga and teaching and experiencing all of those things. Thanks for being here and happy listening. Hello and welcome back to the Coral Yoga Podcast. Um, Today I have my friend Taylor here and before we get talking on lots of random things, we're going to do a little breathing and um, just mindfulness exercise. So wherever you are, if you have the option to let your eyes fall closed, if you're driving, please don't do that. But if you are sitting or standing somewhere, maybe just take a moment to let your eyes go closed. Maybe just notice how your body's feeling. Try not to judge anything in it, but just noticing what what you're feeling in your body. Is there a place that's sore? How are your shoulders? Are they relaxed? Are they tense? How is your stomach? Is it relaxed? Is it tense? And then as we're ready, we can just take one hand to our heart and one hand to our stomach, allowing our chest to open just a little bit, so pulling our shoulders back. And we'll begin by just taking slow, gentle breaths in through our nose, and then letting them out through our nose. So if you listen to the last podcast, you heard about that little warmth at the back of the throat. So as we're exhaling, we'll feel a little bit of warmth at the back of the, back of the throat, uh, like the same breath you use to fog up a window to draw a smiley face. So again, we have one hand on our heart, one hand on our stomach. And we'll breathe in through our nose. And let it back out through our nose, feeling that warmth in the back of our throat. And as we continue this breath, maybe we just notice what's changing in our bodies. Are we feeling more relaxed? Are we able to let go of the tension we're holding in different places? Maybe we find a little movement, gently rocking forward and back or side to side. Maybe gently twisting our spine, just letting things move around, letting our body find a nice relaxed place. And we'll take one more breath together in through the nose. And out through the nose. All right. Hello. Hey, Taylor. Hi. What's up? Beer. That's oh what's up. <laughs> so we're also having one nice little IPA while we record this. We figured that would be fun. A cheeky little beer. Um, we're excited to ramble for you. Um, so we're going to start with just some intentional sharing. This is something I do in the Coral Yoga Workshops. Uh, depending on the age and closeness of the choirs I'm working with, I will give them a time. So for some groups, uh, especially like middle schoolers, it's more like 30 seconds. For high schoolers, I've done up to a minute and a half. uh, And I'll give them some questions to ask. So how are you doing today? Why do you sing is the ones I usually use. And um, then the singers break up into pairs and they designate who's going first and second. Each person gets a minute and a half. It's timed as a group. Um, and during that time, they can share anything they'd like on those two questions. How are you doing? Why do you sing? Um, it's been really cool. I've had kids cry. Some kids are just like, I'm good. Singing's fun. That's it. And then they get to spend the next minute and 27 seconds making awkward eye contact with their partner. And it's beautiful. And I love it. Um, and something I really challenge the kids to do is to not try to break that awkwardness, but to try to feel into it and lean into it and see what's there because it can be really powerful when we let those moments 
exist. So Taylor and I are going to practice this right now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um, so our two questions are, how are you doing and what are you doing during quarantine? Taylor, would you like to go first? I would love to go first. Great. I can't wait to listen to you. So the hard part <laughs> is, while I am the listener, I cannot respond to Taylor. And the big challenge is to not try to think of a response. So my job is to only listen to her and hold space for her to share whatever she's feeling right now. So Taylor, how are you doing? <laughs> I hate things like this because I love social cues when people like tell you that they're listening. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. So not having that is weird. <laughs> but anyway, I'm doing good. This has been like a big transition time in my life. So I've been like going through a lot of different things and a lot of different emotions, but it's been a really eye-opening and fun time, especially since it's quarantine. So what have I been doing during the quarantine? I have been quarantining pretty unsuccessfully and have been like hanging out with people, but like mostly staying at home, working on my blog, doing like freelancing stuff. Um, but like I still have to pet sit, so I still have to get out of the house every day. Um... But yeah, I've been having dance parties at my house. That's been really fun. I've been like sliding around on my kitchen floor. That's been exciting. <laughs> it's a good time. I feel like I'm embracing my inner childhood more with like so much time at home. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's I think, all I got. I think it's really beautiful that you said, um, I feel like I'm embracing my inner mm-hmm. childhood. Um, and I hope that's something that we're all doing right now. Before we started recording this, Taylor and I were like, when we finish the podcast, we should have a dance party. Yes. Like, we're just going to get up, play some hippie music, and just move our bodies. Um, and we're also talking about how important that is right now, especially during this quarantine, um, because we're probably going to be feeling a lot of things, and it's super important to let that energy move so it doesn't build up and cause other issues and um, build up and cause disease and dis-ease mm-hmm. inside of our bodies. Because uh, that's... Yeah definitely something that could be happening yeah in this time it can be really easy to just like want to sit on your couch and just like stare at the screen and binge watch your favorite netflix shows but it's like so important even to just like go walk around your neighborhood Mm. walk your dog take a walk with your family like with your kids with your hubby like whoever just like get do some sort of movement yeah you take a walk with your friend who's on facetime if Mm -hmm. you live alone like me or um yeah like Keegan and I FaceTime the other mm-hmm. night when I was just like hanging out with my roommate and it was like we were all hanging out together and it was great yeah it's actually been really fun to connect with people over the interwebs mm-hmm. and through different um medias of technology all right I'll get okay how am I doing and what am I doing during quarantine I'm okay this is a lot and um I shared on the podcast yesterday a little bit that it just really sucks to have everything canceled because, of course, I want to be with my kids right now, and they can't. Um, so that's really hard if I think further than each day. It gets scary because we don't really know how long this is going to last yet. And it seems to be changing in the news every day. And so that just really um, that can trigger a lot of anxiety and fear in me that I'm trying to not let happen. Um, I'm trying to acknowledge those feelings and recognize that they're there, but not let myself sit on them for too long because then it can get dark pretty fast. Um, What am I doing during quarantine? 
Well, I usually work from home partially anyway, so part of my work still gets to happen regularly, which is good um, since I'm already set up to be working from home. That made that transition easy, but not being able to go to rehearsals is really sad. So I just had a Google Hangout meeting with some of my concert choir, which is mostly high schoolers. There's a few middle schoolers in there. And that was hilarious. They're super weird. They all started doing like lip trills. One who's also in band like pulled out his saxophone and started playing. One has some chicken, so she went into the backyard and showed us her chicken who lost a wing. They don't know how. <laughs> um, so she was showing us her one-winged chicken. Um, one who's an artist was like showing us some drawings she's done. So it's just really good to get to see them. And I asked them if they want to do this again or like how frequently. And they all started yelling out every day, like let us talk every day. So I'm really excited that hopefully I'll get to continue connecting with them during this choir hiatus. Um, other than that, I'm spending some good quality time with my doggo, who is loving that, taking her on lots of walks. I'm very glad it is warm outside. And I'm very <sighs> glad. Oh my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> that is not part of intentional sharing. Sorry. It's okay. And I'm very glad I have been able to still connect with a few friends who I'm willing to share germs with and uh, not share those germs with other people. So I've got my short list of about four people, five people, including my sister, who I am allowing myself to be around during this quarantine um, so that I'm not completely isolated. Yeah. Hey. Yay, we did it. <coughs> oh my gosh. I was trying to hold in a burp and a cough and... It's okay. You're a human. So <laughs> those things happen, and that's okay. Um, so, cool thing about Taylor is we actually grew up in the same city in good old Hickory, North Carolina. Hickory. Um, I work very hard to not have that accent, and I'm very glad I succeeded on that one. Um, we actually lived in neighborhoods that were connected if you went through the woods, mm-hmm. and we did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so we lived super close to each other, and we also went to the same church for a majority of that time, except for when Taylor hop-shipped and lived in Canada for mm-hmm. a few years. So that's a thing that happened. Um, another cool thing about Taylor is she also grew up singing in choirs, though she did not pursue it as a career like myself. Mm-hmm. So Taylor, tell the people, um, how did being in choir growing up impact you and, like, your life as a kid and now and like how was that experience for you yeah <clears throat> so choir was always like like I love to sing it was always such a fun time and since I wasn't like passionate enough about it to like pursue it in a career like you did it was a great way for me to learn more about how to sing properly how to sing like more technical things other than just like singing along with like Mm -hmm. Disney songs and whatnot (laughs) so it was it was such a fun way for me to learn like how to use my voice more like properly and like grow into my voice um so it was it was a really fun time and last summer working at the camp that both of us have worked at previously I got to sing with the high school group during the music week that we do at camp And it was, like, it brought back so many memories Mm -hmm. of, like, growing up doing choir and growing up, like, going to music week as a camper. And it was, like, oh. Here's Penny. (laughs) (laughs) It just, like, it filled my heart with so much joy. And all of the high schoolers sounded so beautiful. And, like, the songs. Yeah. 
the songs we sang were so beautiful and it just like it made me so happy and Mm -hmm. I I really miss getting to do that all the time yeah music week is always so special Mm -hmm. and um our homegirl Elisa Baker is doing the high school choir at Luther Ridge Music Week this summer which I'm super stoked um I cannot wait to stalk that choir amazing um and i hope she's super excited too because that's just gonna be so cool yeah i'm Um, so sad i don't get to sing with them again this mm -hmm. summer (laughs) i want to (sighs) yeah that group is always so good uh I was lucky to get to sing with him when I was on senior staff as well. And then I had, oh yeah, we always forget this fun fact. Once upon a time, Taylor was my camper yep. <laughs> in high school music week. <laughs> my very last year as a camper, Keegan was my counselor. <laughs> um, upon Taylor's demand, first, she was not actually in my cabin to start with. Mm-hmm. And when she got to camp and saw that she was not in my cabin, she walked over to our area director and said, you've made a mistake. Yes, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't have this. I'm in her cabin and that's how it's going to be. Oh, <laughs> Uh, that was so funny and I was just standing there like is she allowed to do this <laughs> um that was so much fun beautiful memory in my brain of Aww. that uh yeah that's really cool it's really awesome to hear how you appreciated getting to learn like the technical aspects mm-hmm. of more technical music instead of like just singing like Disney. But which I love doing but you know, I, know right? <laughs> and I feel like when you learn the technical stuff behind it you can better sing to Disney mm-hmm. you know like People are like, man, I can't sing Let It Go. And I'm like, yes, you can if you learn how to mix. So you should have been in choir, uh, you know, when you learn how to do it. Yeah. It's not so bad. Um, that's really cool. Um, would you, like, want to seek out a choir as an adult? Is that something, like, you're still interested in doing? Yeah, I would love to sing in a choir regularly, like, a couple, like, once a week or a couple times a month or whatever. Like, that would be... It would be so much fun, and I feel like I would get to have a part of, like, that, like, choir, like, group that I had growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, like, a group where we can sing together. I don't know. (laughs) I know, know. and the social aspect of it is so Mm -hmm. important, which I think is what makes this interesting time we're experiencing so difficult like the choir the adult choir i sing in has also put everything on pause we were going to be performing the creation in a couple months and Mm -hmm. so now we're not doing that and i'm really sad because i haven't gotten to sing it yet so that's going to be a new one on my list um and then there's still a tour a a small tour in may that i'm supposed to be involved in and we don't know if that's going to happen supposed to be up in Asheville though so i'll get to come see you (laughs) um super cool so Wow, we thought we were gonna ramble, but that's pretty much what we wanted to talk about. I feel like there was more we were gonna talk about. We talked about moving our bodies. We were gonna. <laughs> oh my gosh. We were gonna talk something about yoga. <laughs> oh yeah, we both. Do- oh, Taylor is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about this. This is huge. Taylor is also um, a trained yoga teacher as well. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this question: How do you feel your choir experience would have been different? Had you have known about yoga then, had you been doing like some of the breathing exercises you now know as a yoga teacher in choir? I feel like they just, they pair so well together, especially like particularly the breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Like you learn how to take like deeper breaths and use your diaphragm. And like they always talk about that in choir about like singing from the diaphragm and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And that's just like, that's what all like yogic breathing is, is Mm -hmm. like using your diaphragm. And, um, like this, like stretches that you do in yoga, I feel like are really helpful and like 
choir directors always have some sort of like body warm-up before you start mm-hmm. and I feel like incorporating yoga into that would be like so awesome yeah and I think luckily um a good portion of choir directors are doing it whether they know it or not mm-hmm. um which is actually something I find really interesting as I've observed more and more choir directors and I see them doing things that definitely came from yoga mm-hmm. and they have no idea um and what I think the barrier there is then they don't know the science behind it so they don't really know what it's doing for their singers they just know to do it yeah, and, and that's that's one of the things that I don't know that much about is, like, the science behind how, like, those stretches and postures, like, improve your singing. Like, mm-hmm. you know a lot more about that than I do, and I think that that's, like, like, I would love to learn about that, and it's so fascinating. Yeah, I have always had a pretty big obsession with anatomy, so mm-hmm. it kind of works that I'm in choir and yoga, because then it's all anatomy-based, um, and so, like... I remember doing all of these like weird side stretches and stuff in mm-hmm. choir and like stretching my arms back and I didn't really know why and now I understand a little bit more of like there's little muscles in there mm-hmm. and like you're stretching them and literally creating more space in your chest cavity to be able to take a bigger breath and like if you don't stretch out those muscles then your breath capacity is just literally smaller because those muscles aren't ready to take in that air which is like mind-blowing that's so cool and so simple I didn't even know that <laughs> right that's awesome. right I know like uh there's little muscles between your ribs called the intercostal muscle <laughs> and so like these side bends and like crescent bends and stuff are like stretching and strengthening those and those are the muscles that help pull your ribs apart when you take I know wow. I know <laughs> Jaw drop. <laughs> I know. Um, I explained this all during the choral workshop, and the kids are like, "What?" That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool, and it's so cool that you get to like teach kids that, and that they they like take that knowledge with them, and they're gonna know that now. I know. I think it's so important because for me as a singer, before I was doing yoga and before I knew all this anatomy, like I, my voice teacher would like tell me to do stuff, and I'm like, I don't really know. Hey, Doctor Blizzard, he always listens to these. <laughs> um, and I'd be like, okay, but I didn't, I felt like I'd never really fully understood it until I started doing yoga and like moving my body a lot mm-hmm. in those different ways and understanding where those little muscles were and how they were interacting with the other muscles in my body, but also with my breath. Mm-hmm. And so then after I started doing yoga and went back to the voice studio, I mean, between my junior and senior year, my junior is when I started doing yoga, my voice just changed completely. I was very grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I liked senior year Keegan's voice a lot better than junior year Keegan's voice. <laughs> and um, which I think is totally normal for singers um and yeah I just felt like I had such a better understanding of how to use my body and my voice and how to use them together especially on the breathing aspect because that was the big problem I had going in uh where I just kept telling him like oh, I have asthma I can't breathe mm-hmm. like I'll never hold out this long phrase mm-hmm. and now my kids are like how do you sing so long without breathing <laughs> and I'm like I'm a professional that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, it's really fun. And it also, again, it helps support all of those Idina Menzel notes in the Frozen mm. movies. Um, and that really makes me feel good about my life. So I almost swore. I almost said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, we were, if you haven't watched The Good Place, it's on, the first three seasons are on Netflix. And I think all of them are on Hulu, but I don't really understand Hulu that much. <laughs> I can't figure out how to get back to the first season. It's just, like, stuck on season four. And okay. I can't even figure out how to get to the first. It's been a whole thing. I'll help you out. Thank you. Um, I'm not good at technology. Uh, but in the good place, you know, they swap out all of the curse words. So you just use curse, uh, good place curse words. So instead, so you just say, fork yeah. Fork yeah! Yeah, there you go. I love it. Oh, my God. That's um, amazing. Yay! Well, what's up? Oh, I was going to say, I think we were going to talk about how yoga teachers don't always have their lives together yeah yeah we were talking a little bit um when we went 
we broke the rules. We went to the grocery store to get some ice cream. <laughs> um, and we were talking about how people just assume we're going to be, like, all calm, cool, and collected because we're yoga teachers. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no. Um, I also think that yoga teachers don't always play their part in being real with people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of, like, yogi people on Instagram, like, kind of make it seem like they have everything together and they only post, like, these cool yoga flows and, like, night- yeah, yeah, and, like, nice, like, tips on how to, like, stay calm and whatnot. But, like, really, like, we're, it's just, like, normal people, you know? Like, yeah. everybody freaks out sometimes. Nobody has their whole life together. And, like, Keegan and I are no exception to that rule. No, I'm so loud and sloppy and messy. But I think what the cool thing is is that we're able to come back to it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's that's what makes the big difference is just, like, being able to set this own, your own trigger in your brain of like, hey, when I'm feeling this way, I can come back to my breath. And it takes a long time. It took me like probably three years <laughs> to be I, able to get to the point where I can remember to go back to my breath when I'm feeling like stressed or anxious. I feel like I'm like just now experiencing that desire to like go back to like mm-hmm. meditation. Like, cause like I mentioned, I'm going through like a really big like transition time in my life and everything has been really mm-hmm. crazy. But I feel like, it's been so incredible because this is really the first time in my life where I'm like, wow, I really want to sit down and meditate right now and like focus on my emotions and like what thoughts are coming up and like getting answers from that. And it's been like a really beautiful experience because I've never really felt that way about meditation before. Meditation Mm -hmm. has always felt like kind of like a chore and just something that like I felt like I needed to do. But now I feel like I've been like craving it and just like, this feels like a good time to sit down and just breathe and meditate and it feels good. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so bad at um, keeping any type of meditation practice, which is why I love teaching so much. I feel like I can, <laughs> I feel like I can get into that brain. Su- <laughs> she <just> sleep. <laughs> I think so. My dog is so strange. <laughs> She's dreaming. That is so cute. She she's like, I want to sleep, but I hear trucks oh and they God. make me mad. Um, she freaks out when she sees trucks. Um, oh gosh, what was I saying? I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> the dog is so distracting. We were she's talking so about cute. meditation, right? So, oh, when I'm teaching, I feel like I can get to that place. Mm. Um, a little bit. I don't know. And I mean, also teaching takes away from it just a little bit because I do have to still stay alert and aware of like all the other people in the room. But I don't know. I think it's so hard for me to get myself to do it sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm actually taking time to, like, sit and be mindful and meditate, it feels so good. And I'm like, yes, this is great. Like, this is a gift to myself. But it's hard for me to make that choice for myself. So I think sometimes when I make that choice for other people, then I can get there a little bit quicker. Hmm. Um, which I'm not always a fan of. I wish I could do that for myself. Um, but I'm just not there yet. Um, and it's also hard for me to find yoga classes that I really feel comfortable in since I am so anatomy based. Yeah. I go to a lot of classes and they're like saying things that are like that just don't <laughs> resonate with you. Yeah, and it's just really hard for me to relax when I feel like someone's not taking care of me anatomically first, you know. Yeah. I feel like um a lot of yoga teachers often like forget or like leave that part out of things because I guess a lot of people go to yoga classes like for that spiritual side Mm -hmm. and they're not like I'm here to learn about like my anatomy and how my body works and whatnot Mm -hmm. it's just like people want to like go to connect with their spirit or whatnot yeah which of course I love but I also feel like I need to feel 
for me, especially like growing up playing basketball, like I do have some rando injuries mm-hmm. and because I've had this, I'm just like a little more uh, conscious of taking care of those joints and muscles. So when I don't feel like that's happening, it makes me nervous. Yeah. But I mean, then it all goes back to like creating a safe space and like mm-hmm. what does your safe space look like and what makes me feel safe might not be the same for someone else. Like someone else might walk into that room and that's their perfect place and like they're yeah. so happy and they can feel comfortable there. Um, and so it's just kind of an interesting path of fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's a guard dog through and through. She weighs 17 whole pounds. Penny, come here. Come here. I know you're doing so good. Penny. Um, I I was going to say it's also about finding like the, the right yoga teacher for mm -hmm. you. Like you can go to like. 10 different yoga classes and only really resonate with like one or two of the teachers like every yoga class every yoga teacher is going to be different and like there are those teachers who are going to be more anatomy focused or more spiritual focused and it's just about like finding the classes and the teachers that you enjoy going Mm -hmm. to also I was going to say if you are a yoga teacher it is important to keep in mind that there are like all sorts of different like students in your class who mm-hmm. do like some do want to hear that spiritual side some do want to hear the anatomy and want to learn about like how their body works so uh, I feel like it's good to have a sort of balance mm-hmm. and like that was one of the things we talked about in my yoga teacher training was like when you're giving cues like don't just only give like one spiritual side like yeah have like like a varied like have a very like um like cues that you're giving like maybe one's anatomy more anatomy focused and one's more like spiritual focused yeah 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 we talked about that in mine too um (laughs) hi benny (laughs) do you want to talk to the people (laughs) like i already said my piece um yeah my i went to a yoga retreat in belgium this past summer and i super connected with all of the teachers there which kind of like hurts my heart because they're so far away Mm -hmm. and so sometimes I'm like man I just really wish I could like go practice with them um but right now we're under some travel bans and I literally cannot so Mm -hmm. that's that's really fun hey poodle pup what you doing (laughs) she's making really intense eye contact it's making me uncomfortable dogs are so weird you're so weird um that's super cool Taylor do you think a yoga choir should exist 100%. Okay. We sang in my yoga teacher training, and that was really fun. Like, 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 did you do, like, like mantra stuff? Yeah, that was, that that was so fun. That's something I've been wanting, and I did, uh, when I went to Guilford College back in, I don't, when did I go? January? Um... We did some mantra singing, and it was super fun. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, especially cool to hear a choir do it. Because usually when I'm doing, like, mantra singing, it's people who are not actually singers. Mm-hmm. So then when you get to do it with singers, too, it's, like, a whole new level. Yeah, that's, like, that's that's a, a whole different spiritual experience. Oh, when you have, like, beautiful. like, actual, like, singers, like, yeah. doing mantra chanting. Like, that's got to be beautiful. It was so cool. And it's just really fun to watch them all kind of like let loose because they're not weren't they weren't so worried about the notes of the words mm-hmm. you know we talked about that we just played a drone and I was like sing whatever you feel like here's the melody that I'm gonna stick to but if you feel something else like just sing it that's awesome yeah and it was really cool so that's something I am um, hoping to continue to add into the choreo yoga workshops it'll probably be in like 
the second one that people do. Uh, that group had already had one, so they were a little more comfortable mm. with what we were doing. So um, if I get to repeat at any of the other places that I've gone to this year, that's probably something I'll take, which I'm really excited for uh, next season doing this. Yeah, do you have anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, okay, right now my Instagram is cup of tea, but I'm going to change my handle. So you can probably find me at The Happy Hippie Life, or you can go check out my website at thehappyhippielife.com. I have a travel slash lifestyle blog, and <laughs> it's great. I have a Hashtag van, van life. Hashtag van life. <laughs> yeah. She's one of those. I'm one of those. She is the stereotype, and I love it. Quite literally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining me today and for sharing your story with us. Yeah, this is my first podcast. Yay! It was so fun. Yay, (laughs) the first Coral Yoga guest. Yeah! Friendship! (laughs) Yay! All right, happy quarantine, everyone. Um, Stay safe, stay healthy, use your hand sanitizer.